In this bulletin, new data vindicates the government on voice to parliament as Anthony Albanese states the course on indigenous policy. Advocates call on the government to stop the prosecution of two Australian whistleblowers. And Israel denies responsibility for an airstrike on a Gaza hospital, which Hamas says has killed hundreds. Antonio Albanese says it is not respectful to First Nations people to expect the next steps toward reconciliation to be formulated within days of the result of the Indigenous Voice to Parliament referendum. Mr Albanese hit back at claims from opposition leader Peter Dutton that the referendum was a vanity project for the Prime Minister, saying it disregarded the decades of work of Indigenous Australian advocates. New analysis from the Australian Electoral Commission seems to vindicate the government's insistence that the voice referendum was what First Nations communities wanted. The data shows that of the 10 polling booth catchment areas at the referendum with the highest Indigenous population, nine of them returned a yes vote. Mr Albanese says his government remains committed to reconciliation efforts, but it is too soon to detail the plans. The Uluru Statement from the Heart was developed over decades. The expectation that uh, the next step should be developed over days is not respectful and it's not one that I will engage in. Uh, We'll continue uh, to show respect. Uh, We'll take the time to do that. Our commitment to listening to Indigenous Australians is undiminished. Our commitment to closing the gap is undiminished. Advocates have called on the government to stop the prosecutions of two Australian whistleblowers, saying there's nothing to be gained in continuing their cases. A group of crossbench MPs and advocates have made the appeal from Parliament House, arguing that the cases against David McBride and Richard Boyle should be stopped. Mr McBride was the source for an ABC story in 2020 alleging some Australian troops had committed war crimes in Afghanistan. Rawan Araf from the Australian Centre for International International Studies says the pursuit of the whistleblower undermines the pursuit of accountability for those involved in wrongdoing. We should be proud of the process that Australia has set up to ensure that there is accountability for the allegations of serious wrongdoing war crimes that occurred in Afghanistan in our names. We should be proud of the people who came forward to ensure that that process actually occurred. David McBride is the first person that will face trial for the allegations of wrongdoing of war crimes in Afghanistan. This is a serious injustice. Australia will supply Fiji with an extra 14 Bushmaster military vehicles and fast-track visa applications for visitors from the Pacific nation and a new strategic partnership. Prime Minister Antonio Albanese has welcomed Fijian Prime Minister Sitiveni Rampuka to Canberra, where, he, where they have signed a new Vuvale partnership named after the Pacific word for family to tackle climate change and strengthen economic ties. This comes as Mr. Rabuka has made calls for the Pacific to refrain from actions that could undermine security in the region and the establishment of a peace zone. Mr. Rabuka says he would rather Fiji go back to its traditional relationships after pledging closer ties with Australia and announcing an intention to scrap a policing agreement with China. The 
association we have and uh, our Bubale partnership uh, reflects that. We are, uh, we are a family, and a lot of the things we do within our sections of the family uh, are supported by others. The National Intelligence Chiefs of Australia and the United States say the Chinese government is engaged in the largest theft of intellectual property in history. ASIO Director General Mike Bages and FBI Director Christopher Ray have met in California for a conference on Chinese hacking, the first ever public meeting of the Five Eyes Intelligence Partnership. The group says a public meeting with representatives from England, New Zealand and Canada also in attendance is necessary because of the level of the threat posed by China's spying activities. Mr. Bajes says that it is no surprise that China is attempting to steal Australian innovation and that ASIO had detected and disrupted a plot to infiltrate a prestigious Australian institution in the last month. The Chinese government is engaged in the most sustained, scaled and sophisticated theft of intellectual property and expertise in human history. It's, it's unacceptable, it's unprecedented. China has developed a ruthless business model aimed at seizing commercial advantage. Israel has denied responsibility for an airstrike on a hospital in Gaza City, which Hamas health authorities say has killed hundreds of people. The Gaza Health Ministry, which is run by Hamas, says at least 500 people have been killed in an attack on the Al-Ali Arabi Baptist Monastery on Tuesday evening. Israel says it is working to confirm the attack, which would be by far the deadliest Israeli defense airstrike in five wars fought since 2008, but has suggested that a failed rocket launch by Islamic Jihad, Jihad militants is the cause. Palestinian representatives to the United Nations, Riyad Massoud, has said he believes Israel is responsible and called for a ceasefire in the conflict. Those responsible for this crime should face justice and should face accountability, we as an Arab group demand immediately a ceasefire because the continuation of the war, it means killing more Palestinians every moment. This comes amid retaliatory measures from Israeli forces following attacks by Hamas militants which have killed at least 1,400 people in Israel, while Hamas says at least 3,000 people have died in Gaza. President Joe Biden's trip to the Middle East has hit a major bump after Jordan called off a four-way summit scheduled for Wednesday with Mr. Biden and other leaders. Mr. Biden, who is due to arrive in Tel Aviv shortly, had hoped to tone down tensions and prevent the war from spreading in the response to the conflict that has erupted in Israel between Hamas militants and Israeli defense forces. This comes as President of the Palestinian Authority, Mahmoud Abbas, said he was cancelling a meeting with Mr. Biden in Jordan following an airstrike on a hospital in Gaza, which Hamas says has killed hundreds of people, either wounded or seeking shelter there. Jordanian Foreign Affairs Minister Ayman Safadi told Al-Mamlaka TV that the war between Israel and Hamas was pushing the region to the brink and the summit would be postponed. Meanwhile, Australians are being urged to take the first available flight out of Israel as the federal government monitors the threat of attacks on home soil. 
Home Affairs Minister Claire O'Neill says there are around 1,200 people in the conflict zone who are in contact with the government receiving updates about returning home while 46 Australians are trapped in Gaza. This comes after a flight from uh, Dubai carrying more than 200 people, including Australians and dual citizens, citizens, landed in Sydney on Tuesday evening, while a flight from London carrying another 200 people is due to land in Sydney tonight. Ms O'Neill has told Seven Sunrise on Wednesday that Australia's, Australia's terror threat level remained the same, but the government was vigilant and focused on domestic security. The situation in the Middle East is deteriorating rapidly and we are urging people, if you want to leave, to leave. Take the first flight that is offered to you and get back to Australia as quickly as you can. I'm confident that we can get through this um, in the peaceful manner in which we resolve things as Australian citizens, but please know that we are watching very, very closely and carefully. Victoria will become the second Australian state to ban the Nazi salute after a series of high-profile anti-Semitic incidents. Legislation making it illegal to intentionally display or perform a Nazi gesture or symbol in public passed Victorian Parliament on Tuesday night. The ban triggered by neo-Nazi performing the salute outside Victorian Parliament in March also comes, also covers anything closely resembling a Nazi gesture or symbol. Those who break the law face fines of more than $23,000 or 12 months in prison. Victoria's Minister for Police or Victoria Victoria's Minister for Police Anthony Carbines confirmed action will be taken. Parliament has put on notice reflecting the values of our community that that behaviour not only won't be tolerated as vile and disgusting as it is, but you'll feel the full, full force of the law. Police will have the power to direct a person to remove a Nazi symbol or gesture from public display as well as make arrests and lay charges. Officers will also be able to apply for such warrants to seize property displaying a Nazi symbol or Nazi gesture. Seniors will soon be able to earn more money without their fortnightly age pension being affected. New laws being introduced to federal parliament on Wednesday will give a $4,000 boost to those on the pension who are also in a form of employment. Under the proposal, the maximum work bonus balance limit will be increased from $7,800 to $11,800 from the start of next year. Social Services Minister Amanda said the new laws would remove obstacles to those on the pension looking to return to work in some capacity. And to sport, Australia's players have emulated their cricket counterparts by defending the Ashes in London, defeating New Zealand 2-0 to retain a trophy last contested 69 years ago. The win ensured Australia keep the century-old Anzac Soccer Ashes Trophy, which was recently uncovered in a Queensland garage, having been missing since the mid-1950s. The victory brings an end to four-match losing streak ahead of crucial 2026 World Cup qualifiers next month against the Bangladeshi and Palestinian teams. Harry Sutter claimed the first goal as the bull brushed his chest on the way, in after Mitchell Duke's 14th minute shot and Jackson Irvine's headed in Martin Ball's 76th minute corner. Midfield Massimo Luongo, back in the team for, for the first time in almost five years, told Channel 10 the game was a joy to play in. Just, I just enjoyed it from minute one. I just went out there. I wasn't nervous. I wasn't 
building it up in my head or anything. I just felt, oh, this is nice. It was nice. It felt like I'm back home, but obviously I'm in England, but second home to me, and yeah, it was incredible. And now having a look at the weather around the country, Broome, sunny 38, Perth, mostly sunny 25, Adelaide, sunny 26, Melbourne, also sunny 23, Hobart, much the same, 23, Alpuri-Wodonga, sunny 21, Canberra, partly cloudy 22, Wollongong, cloudy 19, Sydney, cloudy 21, Newcastle, partly cloudy 22, Brisbane, partly cloudy 25, Townsville, sunny 21, Keynes, mostly sunny 31, Alice Springs, sunny 31, Darwin, sunny 35, and the Torres Strait Islands, cloudy day, at the top of 30 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News. 